Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at microsoft.com slash AI for all. Could make a trap sons trap sons trap sons trap don't trap don't trap don't trap What's up, people? Adam Hunter here, coming with a brand new podcast. We got Johnny Case on, the guy's a UFC vet, RFA vet, and now undefeated in Ryzen, as well as a PFL vet. The guy's been around, great fighter, kicking ass over in Ryzen. Can't wait to talk to him. And you're getting it because you endorsed me on Rockfin, R O K F I N, forward slash Adam Hunter. Make sure you tell everyone about Rockfin, putting all kinds of content, all kinds of videos. All kinds of comedy, kamikaze comedy, everything. All my MMA roasted videos, it's all on Rockfin. Check it out. Let's talk to Johnny Case right now. Hey, what's up, man? What's up, man? How are you doing? I'm doing well, brother. Just leaving sparring. Nice, man. Are you in Are you in Vegas now? Or are you still in Arizona? What's going on? No, I'm in, I'm in Vegas. I'm in Las Vegas. Yeah. Nice. The last time I saw you, you were at the lab in Arizona. And uh, yep. I was... I went to your hard sparring thing, and you freaking you you, you go hard sparring. You don't take it easy. Uh, I, I try to go as I try to go as you know as uh, as hard as I need to be without without throwing bombs, you know, without trying to knock each someone out, you know, to try to keep the speed up and, and the power I down. I think I, I think I was watching you spar Ben Henderson, and that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, there's always yeah always. I've had some fucking epic wars in the gym with him. Oh my God! Now I heard that you moved to Vegas because you fell in love with Emily Whitmire, and you packed up and you want to be near her, and that's why you moved to Vegas. Is that true? Uh, yeah, more, more. I mean, not not the only reason. So I I uh, I just got cut from the UFC, and uh, then I met Emily, and so I wasn't able to really get any fights, and uh, Emily trains at Extreme Couture where Ray Steffo. And if you don't know Ray Sefo, he's the president of the P- uh, Professional Fighters League, the PFL. Right. So then I ended up getting signed uh, through Emily. Uh, I ended up getting signed to the PFL. Um, she got my name to Ray, and I got signed to the PFL, and I just thought it made more sense um, being that Ray trains at that gym, Emily's at that gym. I just, just feel like it would have been a better fit to come to Las Vegas. And she wasn't ready to leave her gym. And, you know, I just, yeah, more or less wanted to be with her, and it seemed like the right career move as well, so. Oh, that is Emily, Emily must have some powerful vagina to get you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> brother, that you me, got up let, there. Let me tell you about it, brother. <laughs> Good for you. Good for Hell you. Yeah. Now you now you went uh you went four and two in the UFC. You beat a bunch of studs. You lost to Jake Matthews in Friday the Night. And then you lost to a guy who's you know a top five guy right now, Rocco. That was a tough fight. Why did you get cut? That was bullshit. Why did you get cut? Um, well, it turned out it wasn't, I mean, it was more of a political business move. Um, it just, uh, it turned out like the guy that was managing me at the time, um, didn't really have a very good relationship with Sean Shelby. 
And rather than to deal with him and therefore me, they just figured it was easier to just cut me and that way they wouldn't have to deal with him any longer. So oh. kind of a, kind of a, a business, I mean, kind of a fucking, it, it's a business move when you, when you go down to it, you know, it's kind of personal, but more or less boils down to business. They didn't want to do business with him anymore. And I was kind of collateral damage. So. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it's, yeah, it definitely, uh, definitely made me bitter towards the UFC for, there for a little bit, but, uh, you know, cause I was basically, I was more or less, I was cut and they didn't fucking tell me why. They're just like, uh, you just had, you know, you, your two losses, like your contracts up and I knew that was a life. I had three fights left in my contract. They're just like, oh, you know, you're, you had two losses, just, just stay ready. And then we'll try to get to a last minute fight and you can have your, you know, cause it's normally a three three strikes you're out at the UFC. You lose three times in a row or three out of the four, then they don't really cut you usually, you know? And uh, so they kind of just strung me along like, oh, just stay ready. We'll get you another one. Stay ready. We'll get you another one. And how I found out I got cut from the UFC is I was at the fucking PI uh, getting a massage and the fucking doorman came in and was like, hey, man, what are you doing here? I was like, you know, I'm getting a massage. He's like, well, you're not on the roster. Oh, I was like, what the fuck do you mean I'm not on the roster? I'm four and two in the UFC right now. He's like, well, we just cut somebody who's five and one. I'm like, oh man, they let doormen make executive decisions now, huh? Like, yeah, like, yeah, who's we? That's, <laughs> that's what I said, like the the royal we doorman. But yeah, so that's kind of how I found out I, I fucking got kicked out of the UFC. So, to, to needless to be say, I was a little bit better towards them. But you know, it's all, it all comes full circle. And then I ended up finding out later why I was cut. You know, it made total sense. Like I get it. You know, it's kind of a you yeah. Know, but that's it's, just inspired. Do you, you at least get a happy ending from the massage or no? No, fuck no, no. Not at all. Oh, it was a, it was a real fun. And dude, and get this to make it all worse, it was on Emily's birthday, bro. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was her kind of. Yeah, so I was her. just like, I was in a real sour mood. You know, I felt terrible because it was her birthday. I was trying to make it extra special, and I was just a bump on a log. So. Well, and you're a guy. I mean, you won twelve fights in a row at one point before you went well, lost those two. Twelve in a row. Yeah. And that that Jake Matthews fight could have went your way. He just got caught in the third. Agreed. Yep. That was, yeah, that was a hundred percent. I mean, that was my fault. That was my, I lost. You know what I mean? Like I made a mistake. Jake's a fucking high level fighter and he capitalized. I mean, that's, that's a fight. Like all, all of my, all of my losses except for one was because I made a mistake and the fighter capitalized. The only one that truly beat me in a fucking tactical fight was uh, Tony Martin, Rocco. He fucking tactically beat me. I mean, like I fought, I fight that fight ten out of ten, or you know, ten out of ten times. I think he wins nine out of ten times just for the tactics that he had. That, that takedown in the third, and that um, he last shot of Nakamura. So, but you, but listen, man. But, but you know what I like about you, man. You're a, you're a humble guy. You're a good guy. But you're also a guy. You start off your career zero and two, and then you yeah. went on like a, a blitz. So you're a guy that you're you're one of those guys. You don't. A lot of guys would have packed it in. They would have said, you know what, I'm done. I got cut by the UFC. I made it as far as I did. You're like, fuck that. You fight in some weird promotion. It was like Ice Cube fighting or something. Or like... <laughs> yeah. Dude, and that was the thing, too. So nobody tells you when you get cut from the – first of all, when you win four fights in a row in the UFC and then you get cut, nobody's going to fucking fight you. Nobody – nobody like, getting fights, dude, is like good fucking luck. You're going to have to fight guys who are like, you know, 10-0 in their hometown, you know, fighting like a weight class up, like – and you're fighting for like fucking five hundred dollars, like nobody unless you get picked up by a bigger promotion, nobody wants to fucking fight you. Like it's just it doesn't make any sense. 
you're too risky of a fight. You know what I mean? If, so, if someone's coming up on the way trying to get to the UFC, they don't want to fucking risk losing to you because you, you just got cut from the UFC. You know what I mean? If you couldn't hack it in the UFC, then, you know, then they obviously are not going to belong in the UFC if they don't beat me. So, you know, and the other way too, it's just, it's just fucking, you're, or you're fighting guys who are fucking studs and should be a fucking good, like in the UFC, should be getting fucking paid worth it, you know, and then you ended up actually having to cost, having to, Spend your own money just to pay for fight camp to get ready for the fight. So it's yeah, you know, so you it's a real like, shit to be like in. Gary Ice Cream Truck Promotions or something. Then you like one, two of those fights. Then you get into the PFL. You fight Nathan Schultz in a a fight that was weird. It was like a it was a draw. But then it was a draw. It was like he won the first, you won the second, but because he won the first, he 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 won, right? Correct. Yeah, and. Again, like that, the whole tournament, you know, that format, it just, I don't understand. You know, they said they want fights, but in reality, that format, all it does is, is, is promote lay and price on the fights. You know I mean, he won the first round, but all he did was take me down and, and kind of just lay on me and try to control me, you know, and me, I'm kind of a slower starter of a fighter anyway. So I just kind of, you know, maybe wasted too much time off my back. And uh, then I finally got going in the second round. I feel, you know, I clipped him some good times. And then by then the fight was over, you know. And then it came down it's crazy. to wins a million bucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoever wins the fucking first round, that's it. Now why did now why did you not stay in the PFL though the next year? So originally, so that was my plan originally. So I wanted, I obviously the US, the PFL is where I want to be. Like they fucking treat you awesome. The money's right. You know, it's in the United States. They got a good TV deal on ESPN. Like that was the the goal to stay with them. But the season, the playoffs of the season was so long. You know what I mean? It was New Year's Eve and it wouldn't start up again until I feel like about like March, March, and then they go. Then you have like the summer. Then there's like September, October off or something. It's it is weird. Okay, so the PFL, it was too much time off for you. Yeah, it was too much time off. So I was trying to just get another fight. Uh, you know, in between seasons, and uh, I ended up fighting Horizon and ended up fighting Yachi, who was kind of their, uh, the guy that they were kind of building up, you know, I think they brought me in to kind of be a loss, or to be another win for him. I ended up beating him, and they offered me a fight uh, spot uh, for their eight-man Grand Prix tournament, so it was kind of a, you know, I just kind of went there for a fight, and I was presented an opportunity I couldn't really say no to. Yeah, what was that like? I mean, the whole Japan experience, so, you know, um, going back over there, I kind of had already a little bit of a fan base, you know, um, just, to, just to like have the opportunity where I could go fight old pride rules, you know, with soccer kicks on the ground and stomps and ease the head, uh, fight in the ring, you know, it was just kind of like another bucket list, you know, everybody always wants to fight in pride, wants to fight in Japan. So it was kind of an opportunity where I was like, hell yeah, you know, like, why not? But, you know, it was an opportunity I couldn't really pass up. And, uh, you know, I went over there, won a fight there, and uh, beat one of their top guys and just decided, you know, I think, I fucking, I think I'm going to collect a belt while I'm over here. Well, your last fight, I mean, you were hitting that guy so many times. He kept going for a heel hook. You were just pounding him, and the guy did, didn't even get up. And then the ref didn't see it. It looked like it was one of those, like, WWE things where the ref – doesn't see the guy pass out or something or like fake pin. It totally. Was, it was crazy. It was crazy. I, I remember three three different times in that fight. I remember after I hit him, I probably hit him with 30 elbows at the time and I was thinking, man, why is this guy's head not split open? And then I hit him a couple more times and I was like, man, why is this guy not unconscious? 
And then I hit him a couple more times. I'm like, why the fuck does the referee not stop this fight? <laughs> you know, and I was just like, all right, I guess I just got to keep working him over, you know. And, uh, you know, yeah, kudos to him. He's a freaking warrior, tough as shit. But that referee really, you know, I think they need to rethink letting that guy referee any more fights. You know what I mean? Like, he took uh, 121 significant head strikes. And he didn't land one strike in that fight. So now you know, you're undefeated. You're undefeated against Asian people. You've never lost an yeah. Asian guy. Did, did they pick on you or something as a kid? Did they not tutor you? Did they fuck up the curve in math class? Why is it that against Asian people you really turn it up? I don't know. That's a good question, man. Yeah, I'm three and zero in Japan. Uh, all the three stoppages, you know, all within the first and second round. So uh, yeah, dude. I don't know. I just have luck over there. I mean, like when you when, when you when, when, when like you go in for Chinese food, you like they, they, they like boo you and stuff. <laughs> no, man, I'm actually I'm I'm actually kind of a like a draw over there, man. Like I've got a lot of fans, a lot of a lot of Japanese fans, and you know everybody always tells me how exciting I am and how much they enjoy watching fights. So I think it's just you know I just I just I feel comfortable over there. Um, I just I just fucking turn it on wherever I'm at, man. That's all it is. Now, yeah, yeah, your girlfriend, Emily Whitmire, is a feisty one. Uh, I remember she cursed out Vinny Magalish after one of her fights, which is one of the funniest things ever. Uh, and and you're, you're an easygoing guy, but you're also kind of a, a rebel spirit. Are there, is there crazy, like, passionate sex followed by fights? Followed by, I mean, what's going on over there? <laughs> it's, oh, yeah, definitely. She's an awesome girl, you know what I mean? Just fucking, uh, you know, I really kind of lucked out, you know, finding such a, a spitfire, if you will, you know, not to kind of play off a nickname, but uh, definitely, she's a little hippie girl, but she's got a wild side, too, you know, and um, just fucking crazy you. about it, and she's crazy about me. And, so you think you this know? is the one? Well, yeah, I think so. I mean, definitely the one that I want to be with. You know, I don't foresee that changing anytime soon, so uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see how it plays out. <laughs> she doesn't get too tired, I mean, anyway. Nah, dude, nah, 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 nah. Wait, man, I've I've heard stories about women that literally get into fist fights over you. So, uh, <laughs> oh no, that's you're, going you're, bad. You're, I don't know what you're doing to these women, but you're doing it right, man. That uh, <laughs> that, that Iowa you. farm boy stuff. Now, at one point, you you bought a promotion. You still have that promotion? No, so actually, I bought that promotion in Iowa, and um, kind of fucking inherited a bunch of uh, a bunch of fucking just negative fucking business, you know what I mean? So, the last guy, uh, there, there was a, a deal with the, one of the previous owner's uh, partner was embezzling a bunch of money, right? Not only was he embezzling money, he wasn't paying it taxes. Um, so, you know, that's a whole IRS thing there. Well, it turns out, and then since I bought the promotion, the athletic commission of the state of Iowa was just fucking making it impossible for me to get my license. Like they kept making, I had to fly back to Iowa two different times while I was in fight camp. You know, I was in the UFC. I mean, fly back and have face-to-face meetings with the state commission before they would even allow me to get my promote my license. You know, which is so unheard of. You know, anybody else who wants to apply for a for a promoter's license, they it's just easy form, fill out a form, the mail it to you. It's not a big deal. Um, and then, so you ended up fast forwarding this. Fast forwarding this, they they ended up suspending me and saying that I was um, I was uh, more or less just not being not 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 being ethical with what I was doing. And I had not done anything wrong. Uh, my uncle, who is a, a very successful amateur promoter, 
with my partner. I mean, he's a police chief, uh, the chief of police, one of the most you know respected, upstanding guys you could have as a partner. You know, we never did anything unethical whatsoever. We always did everything by the book. Well, then we fast forward, now those guys that are in the commission, two out of the three of those uh, political leaders are now resigning for um, issues, you know, for whatever issues they are. You know, it's not very public, it's not public record yet, but I'm assuming, you know, me, me drawing my own conclusions, I'm assuming they were kind of, they kind of knew that that guy, the previous partner, was embezzling money and wasn't doing the taxes, and maybe they were kind of doing their own shady shit, and, you know, out of their... They, uh, you know, to the book and doing everything, you know, the legal way and, and I don't know if that was, uh, an issue for them or, or, or what the situation was, but it's more or less, it was a fucking headache from the time I bought it, man. It was, it was just me jumping through hoops and trying to do everything I could to, uh, you know, to just get back to the sport that just fucking helped me out so much in my life and it was just, it was just fighting me every step of the way, you know. And the thing about, the thing about state commissions and political leaders is they play by rules that, that you can't fucking compete with, you know what I mean? So it, it was kind of just like a situation where I kind of had to just fucking take it on the chin and, 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 and uh, go my own separate ways, so. Well, you were also, I know, you were also a venture capitalist at one point? <laughs> I was kind of dabbling uh, a little bit, but uh, definitely not. <laughs> not uh, okay. anything, anything to brag about. Because I have some projects that, you, that need uh, that need some uh, some, some capital, so um, I was gonna say. Oh, do you? Do you? Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm not I'm not uh, handing out capital anytime soon. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll, all right, fine. I got it. So when's your next fight? <laughs> My next fight is uh, October 12th. That'll be um, that'll be the first round of the Grand Prix tournament for Ryzen. And then if you win this tournament, which I I think you're gonna win, I think it's your time. I I know you're gonna win. I just think you just can't leave it to the judges. The only thing I, the only thing I can see is, is I'm fucking you on some kind of decision because you get fucked a lot on decisions. But sure. other than that, I think because every one of your losses, like you said, you've had how many like thirty something fights, and every one of your losses, except for the Jake Matthews one, you could have won that. You know, it's just like uh, even that one you could have won. It's like you're yeah. you're right there. Um, I I hope they don't fuck you in Japan. But it, if you win this tournament, how much money do you get? Um, it hasn't been disclosed exactly how much money I get, but I know it'll be, uh, you know, it'll be six figures for sure. So. Wow! Look at that. Then you could buy like a house in in Vegas. You could you could you could propose to Emily. You could, <laughs> it, it'll be great, man. Look yeah. at you. He's right off into the sunset. <laughs> yeah, dude. You could have have a bunch of you know kids that like are all like wrestlers, mini wrestlers. And uh, by the way, you started wrestling at three years old. You 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 were uh, you placed in the states in Iowa, right? I did. So I was AAU. Uh, I placed in the state tournament uh, when I was a little kid. But uh, by the time I got to high school, I was kind of more into uh, partying and girls. And uh, I was good. I was skilled, but I just wasn't very focused. And you know that wrestling season in, in Iowa is long and cold and hungry. You know, and usually by the time spring came around, I was pretty uh, pretty well. You well, know, you're focused on, 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 you know, like, like my, 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 my cousin told me there are two ways to get paid in life. There's money and there's pussy. So, you know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, why did, but did you think about, were you good enough to wrestle in college? Could you have gotten a, a, like a D1 offer or D2, D3? I actually had a offer, a couple offers uh, by Grandview um, Wrestling. You know, uh, Grant Turner, he's the coach there. There's a little uh, Duco school in Iowa Central in Fort Dodge as well. 
They're both two little uh, Juco schools. I think Grand Yes might be deep three. I'm not sure exactly. Um, but, uh, you know, I ended up, I, I, I thought about it. I thought about going to school, but then I realized, like, man, I don't want to fucking go to school. You know, I want to, I, I want to party. I want to fucking go out and have fun. And, you know, and then I found fighting when it was like, oh, man, like, I was only 18. Like, most of these fights were at bars. You know, I figured out real quick, like, you know, if I, if I, signed up to fight at 18, I could stay and get drunk with my friends, you know, afterwards, you know. <laughs> it was like, yeah, right. I already in, I'm the fighter risk then. Uh, hence why I also lost my first two professional fights, you know. I wasn't really in sport for the whole right reasons, you know. And who then, uh, against somebody really good. Who's your second fight was against a, 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 a stud? I used to watch him on strike for it. Who's your second fight? was Marcus Lavecker. He was yeah. 15 and 0 at the time. He, he was actually an undefeated uh, Division three collegiate wrestler. Um, yeah, I remember that guy. He, he, he got knocked out by McGregor, right? By Connor? Uh, no, he didn't fight McGregor. He fought, uh, he fought Khabib. He, yeah, he fought, he fought Carlo Kreger. He fought uh, Cody McKenzie. He fought... Uh, yeah, he I remember fought, that guy. That guy was a stud. He was your second fight. You had yeah, ter- yeah. terrible management back then. <laughs> I had no manager. So I actually, what happened was I fought an amateur fight in Iowa uh, that Friday night. And uh, the promoter was from Minnesota, and he was like, hey, man, we, uh, there's a fight tomorrow. Um, this <laughs> Mark Vesta kid needs a fucking uh, needs a fight. I'll pay you 1500 bucks to come up and fight this kid. You know, and I was – so back then, it was Iowa wasn't, wasn't commissioned, so I could fight amateur fights in Iowa. But Minnesota wow. was. So I could go up to Minnesota and have a pro fight, and then I'd come back to Iowa and have any amateur fights. So I was kind of able to, like – died and build my, my, my career that way. You know, I've had a couple of amateur fights, put a couple of pro fights, put an amateur fight, you know, you kind of But that's, back and forth that's an awesome story, though. Holy shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. For me and my buddy, you know, I fought Friday night, went out and got drunk at the bar, and my buddies loaded up the next morning, drove up, fucking weighed in the same day, fucking fought that night, pressed my chest, and went home. But, well, that's, listen, man, I'm telling you, this is your time, bro. You're getting better and better. I watched your last two fights against those Asian dudes. You were picking them apart. All your fights. You've never looked bad in a fight. Uh, maybe against Marcus Lavasso you did 30 years ago. But, but this is your time, man. Johnny Case. Oh, yeah. I'm, on, I'm on the Johnny Case hype train. Can I get a Johnny Case t-shirt or something? I got you one, my man. I'll get the, I got a brand new one coming out, actually. It's all, it's all fucking uh, flamboyant over the top. So I think you'd really appreciate it. I love it. I can't wait. Well, good luck. I'm going to be uh, – I'll probably be in Vegas pretty soon. I'll definitely be in Vegas in November and also in December, so hopefully I'll see you then. Absolutely. It'd be great to see you again, brother. I appreciate the interview, too, man. You're going to be fucking the shit. Always, man. Always. All right, take care, brother. You too, Adam. Well, thank you. That was Johnny Case. Good luck to him in uh, Ryzen. The dude's a badass. Thank you guys for endorsing me and for supporting me. Hope you guys come see a show. Go to adamhunter.com to see all my upcoming dates. You guys rule. Take care. Have a great life. Okay, traps on some traps on some traps. Traps on some trap don't some trap don't some trap. Tuni sons to hook jum dorpotland. Tada stolt and dorpotaboro. I'm up.